it's good to be in God's house this morning. Amen. The book of Mark, chapter 5, and verse 1. And we'll be reading a few verses of scripture this morning. It says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Amen. Who had no dwelling among the tombs, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broke in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Amen. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were, cho- they were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. Amen. And and just for a few moments tonight, I want to uh, talk about and speak, preach on this title, Never the Same. Never the Same. Amen. Would you help me pray, amen, that God would speak to your hearts, to my heart, your mind. Amen. God, speak to all of us here today. God, we come before you. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have to come into the house of the Lord today. God, I give you my praise. I give you my worship, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me, Lord, to speak as your mouthpiece today. I pray, God, you would anoint every heart and every mind. God, I pray that the Holy Ghost would speak through this vessel today. Speak into this body of believers today. Strengthen us, Lord. God, I pray that you would take us further in you than we've been before. And we will not fail to give you the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. 
Amen. The Bible tells us this story about this demoniac, this man that was possessed with, amen, many devils. Doesn't give a number. Amen. The, the, simply the name of this man is called Legion because he had many devils. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus, amen, came over onto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. Amen. God knew specifically where this man Legion was at. And God knew, amen, that in his heart he wanted deliverance. But he, amen, had exhausted all of the worldly options, if you will. Amen. The Bible says that there were people in his world, amen, that bound him with fetters and chains. Amen. And he would break, amen, the chains that they put upon him. Amen. The Bible says that they would try to tame him. They would try to redirect his energy. They tried every uh, human means possible to get him under control. Amen. To harness, amen, the, the violence and the anger and the hatred and the, the, the spirits that were within him. Amen. But alas, amen, as we know from the scriptures, the world reaches its limitations very quickly when it comes to taming the soul of a man or a woman. And there is a part of man, amen, that only God can control, that only God can fill. Amen. One preacher said like this, in every person's heart, there is a God-sized hole that only he can fill. Amen. There is a God-sized void in every man, in every woman's life that only Jesus can fill. And this hole in the heart of legion, amen, was a gaping hole, amen, that the world tried to fill. The world tried, amen, its tricks and its drugs and they tried its vices and they tried its, its every manner, amen, to try to control him and to feel this man legion. But it was all falling short. And you and I, if we ever attempt, amen, to feel the God-sized hole in our heart with everything else in this world, we'll be left short, amen, we'll be left, amen, falling short of what God has for us. Because it is a place, there is a place in every man and every woman's heart that only God can feel. Amen. That's why I shared a few moments ago how, amen, you, we can escape and we can get out and we can hide and, and have a wonderful time. But we've got to understand that those things are not going to fill the void in our hearts. Amen. The only way we fill the void in our hearts is getting into the presence of the Lord, getting back to God's house and allowing God to work on our lives and our hearts. The Bible says in verse number 5 that always night and day this man legion was in the mountains. Amen. He was all, all the time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, trying to find something. Amen. Trying to find some relief for the pain that he experienced in his body and his mind. Amen. And here's what sin will do to you. Amen. If you allow it to. It'll keep you wandering. It'll keep you wandering. It'll keep you on the go all the time. It'll keep you so busy night and day. Going here and going there. And in the process, there's a crying that happens. And there's a cutting of yourself. In other words, it's self-destructive. Following the paths of sin. Doing your own thing is self-destructive. You say, well, I'm not living in sin. 
destruction. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible tells us in this story, amen, uh, that uh, in, in the process of communicating Jesus with this man, Legion, amen, and the spirits that were possessing this man's soul, amen, that the spirits begin to speak out, what have I to do with thee? Amen. And Jesus began to talk and said, what is thy name? He wanted to know exactly who he was addressing. And the Bible says that the devils besought him. They asked the Lord, would you, if you find it in your heart, send us into this, this little band of pigs. Amen. Send us into the pigs. And we need your permission, Jesus, to go into the pigs. Amen. That we may enter into them. Because if we can't have legion no more, we've got to find another host to dwell in. Amen. And this shows us as the people of God that he has all power. Amen. The devil has to ask the permission of God to enter into a bunch of pigs. Amen. Let me tell you, if you're going through something today, God, amen, has already been made aware of it. Amen. God is aware of everything that you and I are going through today. And he's still in control. He's still in control. He's still in control. Amen. Again, we see the intention of the enemy of our soul, the devil. Amen. That as long as he possessed legion, as long as the devil possessed legion, amen, he was uh, he was prone to wandering. He was prone to coming and going. And there's no stability in legion's life. As long as the devil possessed legion, amen, he was prone to self-destruction and cutting himself and doing things that brought harm to his body, that brought harm to his family, that brought harm to his countrymen. Amen. But when God begins to change a life, amen, God takes a life such as legion. God will take the life such as the sinner that walks in the door of this church. Amen. That the world's given up on. And God will take them from the lowest of lows. And God will make them a help to society. God will give them a job. He'll give them a family. He'll put a clothes on their back. He'll restore sanity to their mind. He'll do all of this if we allow him to. Hallelujah. Because a life that encounters Christ and yields itself to the Lord is never the same. It's never the same. But again, the intention of the enemy is saw as Jesus says, go ahead and go into the herd of swine. And the Bible says that verse 13 and forth with Jesus gave them permission or gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Amen. Uh, God draws the lines and God draws the boundaries and God puts the barriers in place. We know from the Bible that God tells the sea how far it can go on the land. The Bible tells us that. And even though it looked like Legion's life was out of control, and it sure was, there was a part of it that God kept control over Legion's life. Because we see as the, the spirits left Legion and entered into the swine that had no soul, amen, that immediately they went and they killed themselves because it's the will of the devil to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And if they had the power to kill Legion, they would have killed them a long time ago. Hallelujah. But God draws the lines. And sometimes we wonder, is God in control? 
And then God shows up as he did for Legion and he talks to him. He says, what is your name? My name is Legion, for we are many. And immediately, immediately, Legion knows what's going to happen next. There's not even another, there's not even discourse about, well, uh, what should we do? The devil knows as soon as Jesus shows up, he's got to leave. You read the Bible. You read it very carefully. Uh, What is your name? Verse 9, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him uh, much that he would not send them away out of the country. It was just immediately. The, the, the story goes from what's your name? My name's Legion. Please don't send me out of the country. I know I got to go, but, but can I go somewhere that I like to go? Can I go to the herd of swine? And what it shows us, amen, is that when Jesus comes into our lives, the old life has to leave. The old ways have to go. There has to be a casting down of imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against God. There's got to be a departure from the old. That there might be entrance into the new. And the devil knows it. God knows it. And I hope you know it today. That God shows up in your life. And God says get rid of the old uh, attire you used to put on. Get rid of the old jewelry you used to put on. Get rid of the old television you used to watch. Get rid of the old relationships that held you back. Throw the pack of cigarettes out the window. And get rid of the drugs. Get rid of all the, the rebellious spirits. Get rid of all the old life. And let me fill you up today. When Jesus shows up, amen, the enemy has to leave. Amen. So you say, well, pastor, I'm in, amen, I'm in a hard time right now in my life. I'm going through a lot in my life. Then I'm going to tell you what you ought to do to kick the devil to the curb is invite Jesus in one more time. If you want problems to get out of your life, if you want the heartache to go, if you want the devil to stop having wreaking havoc in your life, just say, Jesus, 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 fill this, fill this vessel. Fill my home. Fill my life. Fill me up. So the answer today to the world's problems is still Jesus and His divine entrance into our lives. His entrance into our lives. The answer is still Jesus. It still is Jesus. My body's, uh, I'm going through a lot. You know what? Invite Him in. Invite His presence in because if if you get Him working and filling your life, working your heart, filling your life, bitterness leaves. Right. Strife has to go. Amen. And, and all of the, uh, the the rebellious spirits you struggled with in the past have to leave. Amen. And anger and spite has to go. Amen. When He comes in, amen, there's only room for love. Hallelujah. Perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. And as His presence fills your life, amen, whatever you're going through today or this past several days, invite His presence in one more time. Jesus, fill this vessel. Fill my mind. Fill my home. Fill every part of me with your presence. Because our God does not cohabitate with the enemy. He did not tell Legion, it's okay, you don't have to leave. We can cohabitate. You can keep your old ways. Just make sure I'm included in the future of your life. No, he didn't say that. 
Amen. There's an understanding in the scripture that where Jesus is, hell has to depart. Where Jesus is, amen, the spirits of the world have to go. Amen. Where Jesus' presence is, the devil cannot be there any longer. Amen. And the reason why some people are, are so flooded with the demonic spirits and they're so uh, just immersed in the spiritualism the, the reason why some people are so bound by depression and alcoholism is because they've excluded Jesus and so with the exclusion of Jesus amen now the other one comes in amen the enemy the devil comes in but if you just bring Jesus back in and you say Jesus amen my mind is messed up my heart is broken a million pieces. Fill this vessel. Fill me up one more time. Depression has to leave. Anxiety has to go. And everything that opposes the will of God has to leave. If his presence is there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 15. To show how that legion's, not, legion's life would never be the same. And they come to Jesus and they saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion. He was not one of those that shows up to Alcoholics Anonymous and says, hi, my name is Frank. I'm an alcoholic. That's not legion. Legion did introduce himself to his fellow countrymen and say, hi, I'm legion. I'm, a, I'm, I'm full of the devil. Uh, no, he didn't identify he did not identify with the old life anymore. The Bible uses past tense word uh, words to describe legion from this point forward. And they come to Jesus, amen, and see him that was possessed with, that was possessed, that was possessed with the devil and had, and had the legion. Amen. The first thing you see in verse 15 is that where Jesus is now, here's Legion right next to him. Amen. Jesus is right next to Legion. Legion's right next to Jesus. Legion's not just there for the benefits. Amen. But Legion says, this man changed my life. I've got to get close to Jesus. And now when they come to Jesus, they see Legion. Now when they go to Jesus, they see that there's this man Legion right next to him. Because Legion knew that if I go back to the old, amen, that devil that left me, those legions of devils are going to bring more back. And they're going to, amen, bombard me. But as long as I stay in his presence, as long as I stay in the presence of God, he is going to help me in this journey of my life. The Bible says in verse 15, And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil. No longer did he have those devils on his back. No longer did he have the legion that was filling him up. But now the Bible says that legion was not running to and fro in the mountains. But now Legion was sitting down. He had stability. He had stability because God will take the instabilities of your past. And when you give it to him and invite his presence in, he brings stability to your life. Legion was now sitting down. He had stability. And the next interesting thing that we see from Legion's life in verse 15 
is that he was clothed. Because before the Lord found him, he was exposing his flesh. He was exposing himself to everybody that would walk by. And they would see Legion and say, oh, my Lord, I did not just see that. Oh, my, oh, don't, kids, look away. There's Legion. Legion's coming. And the the dad would grab the family and say, come on, babies. Legion's coming. We we don't want to see his nakedness, his flesh. But one of the things that happened, amen, as as a result of Jesus' presence in Legion's life was it brought stability. It brought proximity to the Lord. But it also brought a, a sense of understanding and that I need to have my clothes on. I need to cover my flesh. I should not be exposing my, my body parts. I should not be exposing myself. And some people say, well, God only cares about the heart. Amen, honey. He cares about the heart. But it, it, will, it will affect. It will flow out into every other area of your life. Because once Jesus worked on his heart, now God began to work on the outside. God began to work on his social skills. God brought him into fellowship. God gave him stability. He didn't have to be up and down, here and there, coming and going. Now he had stability, but also he had an understanding of clothing. I've got to be covered. I've got to be covered. I've got to be covered. And he was in his right mind. And the Bible says that they were afraid. You read that, those last few verses of verse, those last few words of verse 15, and they were afraid. Why were they afraid? Why were people afraid of Legion now that he had been exorcist, or however the word is, now that he had the, the, the demon spirits departed from him. You would think that those verses, those few words would be inserted earlier in the chapter. In the part, amen, where it talks about his breaking the chains. You would think that those words uh, by the writer of uh, uh, St. Mark, amen, would have inserted those words. They were afraid a little bit earlier in the chapter. But no, we see that after his deliverance, the Bible says that they were afraid. Amen. Can I propose to you on this Sunday morning, hallelujah, 2021, that the reason that they were afraid was because that they recognized that now Legion had real power. And the power that he had in the past was a counterfeit power. But now that he had Jesus, he had life-changing power. And he will never be the same again. Now they were afraid. I'm here to tell the church today that the world is afraid. Amen. If the apostolic Pentecostal people ever understood their God and get close enough to their God. The world's afraid that you're going to wreck this world and turn it upside down. You know the world's not afraid so long as you're on their side. You can protest. You can burn down buildings. You can smash through windows. You can kill people as long as you're on their side. But the moment you cross the line and you say, I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the Lord's side. Now the world says, wait a minute. Amen. There's power with God. He has all power. Hallelujah. Just join us again. But no. Amen. I've discovered a source of power that far supersedes everything that this world 
Bible would say, amen, that they were afraid, amen, of legion when he would break the chains, when he would break the fetters in pieces, and nobody could tame him. They still weren't afraid of him because he was on their side. But now that he's on the Lord's side, amen, now the world has a, has, has a healthy dose of respect for power and authority with God. You would think people would be celebrating and rejoicing. Man, Legion. Wow. Look at this. A product of society. Legion has been delivered. You would think they'd want to put them on the cover of their magazine. This is the old drunkard. This is the old alcoholic. This is the old drug addict. Look at him now. He's he's, he's shaved his face. He's cold his body. He's worshiping the Lord. They don't make a big deal about that. Amen. But the Lord knows. Amen. That God. Amen. Has all power to work in somebody's life. It's to the life that yields itself to the Lord. And is committed to the process. Legion, one thing that he did not do was uh, say, thank God I've been delivered of the old spirits uh, and the old vices and the old habits. I think I'll just stay where I am and keep living my life and make a few minor adjustments and go on and do things my way. But instead, Legion, amen, his life would forever be changed because now he would have fellowship with the Lord. That fellowship with the Lord, that departure of the old life, amen, it brought stability, it brought holiness into his life, it brought sanity back. It brought his sanity back. And they that saw him, and they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. Legion's life would never be the same. But somewhere in the middle of verse 15, Something happens in his in Legion's life, in his mind and heart. Legion cannot no longer he can no longer go through life saying, Well, I just don't see it that way. I've heard that so much. Well, I've just been taught differently all my life. Mama told me this, grandma told me that, and, and the television preacher told me this, and, and and all these different voices is in your heart and mind. Amen. Legion said. He had to understand somewhere in the middle of verse 15, amen, that if I'm going to be completely delivered and made whole, I've got to attach myself to his presence. I've got to stay connected to the presence of God. I've got to allow Jesus to begin to teach me and Jesus to begin to reveal things to me. I've got to give him, uh, I've got to have Jesus give me the, the revelation of what it is to be faithful in where I've been planted. I'm not going to up and run when I when I encounter problems or when I encounter difficulties or when I encounter disagreement. But I'm going to be stable. I'm going to be stable. I'm going to be stable because I've got the Holy Ghost in me. I've got the presence of God in me. And it brings stability. It brings healing. It brings wholeness. I'm going to tell some of you today the reason why you want to up and run when you feel adversity is because you have not allowed the presence of God to work fully in your life and bring stability. Hallelujah. 
But you've got to allow the Holy Ghost to work in your life and bring stability. God, I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm committed. I've got stability in my life. And Jesus, the concepts, the principles of his word and teaching will go against the grain of everything you've been taught, everything you've learned. I've heard it before in leadership classes I've taken. There's times, amen, when you have to, when you're ready to go to the next level and you've got to unlearn some stuff you learned previously. What, what maybe brought you to this point, amen, is not going to take you to the next level in, in, in some situations. Amen. There's going to be some things that you have to unlearn. You've got to unlearn the old ways. Amen. Leads you could have said, well, you know, I grew up, uh, amen, where, where my mama and my papa, uh, uh, my uncles and my aunties taught me how to dress. And so I, I'm going to keep dressing like a cholo, but I'm going to be a Holy Ghost field cholo. Well, I, I always just wore just these skinny, tight clothing. That's just how I was growing up wearing it. And God doesn't care about the outside. He only cares about the inside. So I'm just going to keep dressing in just these skin tight clothing. Let everybody see all over my curves and my body. No, Legion had to unlearn some things. And in the, in the, in the fellowship of the Lord, God began to reveal to him, Legion, it's time to sit down and be stable and be faithful where I put you. And stay close to me, Legion. And furthermore, Legion, you've got to have an understanding of holiness and separation from the world and dressing right and living right and thinking right and being holy. Because God never leaves us the way he finds us. He took legion, and as I'm bringing this to a close, amen, he took legion from the tombs and brought them to the forefront of society. Now when there's a conversation to be had, legions there, sitting. Interesting. He's thinking. He's, he's calm. He's having discourse. He's communicating. He's a testimony of the power of God. But when he, Jesus found him, he was in the tombs. Right. He didn't, legion could not keep his, let me say it like this, his tombstone lifestyle. And bring it with him to the next level. Legion had to unlearn the tombstone lifestyle. Of staying up all hours of the night. Like you do in the tombstone. And in the cemeteries. Staying up all hours of the night. Amen. Sleeping during the day. Amen. But that was the old life for Legion. Now in the new life for Legion. Amen. He went to bed at sunset. He got up at sunrise. He put his clothes on. He said, where's Jesus? Let me go hang out with Jesus. Let me sit down next to Jesus. And let me listen. Oh, thank you, Lord. For the, thank you for teaching me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. There was a change brought to Legion's life because he allowed God to teach him some things. He allowed God to teach him some things. And the reason why some people, amen, get, get past, amen, their old lifestyle is because they won't let go of the old lifestyle. They hold fast. Amen. When I was younger, I did it this way, so I'm going to keep doing it that way. Honey, you've got to unlearn some things. Legion, you've got to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Legion, you've got to get up like the patriarchs of old, and you've got to pray early in the morning. Legion, you've got to put your clothes on, honey. You've got to be clothed. 
Legion was in many ways one of many, though. That was never the same. There was a woman at the well, John chapter 4, verses 6 through 43, where Jesus took a life of an adulterous woman at the well at noonday. The outcast of society. She was reprehensible to her world because of her choices and her lifestyle. And God made of her somebody that would talk to everybody in the city. That one that was once a recluse because she was living in sin. Oh. Oh. I'm in sin. I'm in sin. Everyone's gone. Okay, come out. Get my water. Okay. Oh, I'm in sin. And that was the one of the well. Now, the one of the well. Hey, I met a man. No, not like that. No, I met a man. He told me everything. He's, he's a prophet. He's changed my life. That once a recluse, amen, now God gives her the boldness and the courage to talk to people. She's never the same. God takes the life of the young Joseph, amen, in the Old Testament, Amen. And God takes him. Amen. A young teenager. A dreamer boy. Amen. That dreamed of grandeur. And dreams of splendor. And dreams of royalty. And dreams of being on the throne. And seeing his brothers bow down. How would you feel, Brother Nathan? Brother Noah came to you one day and said, Hey, I had a dream. And you were bowing down to me. What are you talking about, boy? That was Joseph. Speaking out of turn. Not really, but he was a teenager. And he was, didn't really know how to administer his giftings. Didn't really know how to how to work in the flow. Amen. And God took him. Amen. And he went from being a dreamer boy to being the, in the pit. Amen. Sold into slavery to the mighty nation of Egypt. Amen. But God took a young life like Joseph's. Amen. That was a slave boy at the bottom rung of society. Below the bottom rung of society. Amen. And there was a few pieces of silver that was paid for Joseph's life. It was the price of a servant if you study the Bible. Amen. And uh, the Bible says that God took Joseph from a pit of slavery and put him second in command over all of Egypt. And at one point in the Bible, he said, God made me a father to Pharaoh. In other words, he was the highest in the land. Amen. God took Joseph's life. And I'm going to tell you today, any life that will surrender itself to the authority, amen, and the sovereignty of God is a life destined for greatness. It is a life that God takes and a life that just simply says, God, I want to be clay. I want to be soft. I want to be tender in your edge. Take this life, mold me and make me into the vessel you want me to be. Take this out of my life. Push on me here. Pull on me there. Move me. Amen. Shape me. Just let me be what you want me to be. But that's the process of never being the same. Is to just be like that clay that the prophet Jeremiah talked about that was on the potter's wheel. The potter pushed on, pulled on, scraped on, hit, moved, put pressure on, amen, and did all sorts of, make that, make that clay just contort just to the right angle because if it would allow the potter to work its hands on its life, 
it would become that beautiful vessel of honor. If you'd stand with me today. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 3 and verse number 3. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter up of mine head. Psalms 3, one more time. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter up of my head. Amen. God is the one who raises people from a state of despondency or a state of low spirit. And that, that's been caused by loss or caused by uh, uh, sorts of different sorts of tragedy. And God lifts up, amen, the head of the person. Amen. You've seen it sometimes. What does it look like? Someone that's dejected and rejected. Amen. They might walk into a room like this with their head down. My life worthless. But you remember maybe it was a, maybe it was a daddy that came along your way and said, Chin up, son. Chin up. It's going to be all right. That's what the Lord does. He takes your life. Chin up. Lift your head. Look up. I'll lift up mine eyes, the psalmist says, into the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. The world will keep your head right down as low as it can get it. Thinking that my answer is going to come from this earth. It never will. It's not going to, it's not even enough to look to your left, to your right, to your fellow man, but just look up. He's a lifter up of my head. And I want to tell somebody in this place on this Sunday morning that God wants to take your life. He is going to challenge everything that you've learned in your past life. He is going to challenge everything that you've learned. And some things, honey, you're going to have to unlearn so that God can make of you, amen, that finished product, amen. But the way you get from here to there, and you're never the same, is you begin to come into His presence, as you begin to be stable, you begin to submit and surrender your will to Him, amen. You embrace the message of holiness, amen. You, you talk to the Lord, amen. You say, God, work in my mind. The thoughts, the way that I used to think, I don't want to think them no more. God, I refuse to keep living life the way that I used to live life. God wants to change somebody's life here today. He wants to change somebody's life here today. Amen. He wants to save you from your sins, not in your sins. Amen. He wants to, amen, change your life. And He will never leave you the way that He found you. He is the lifter up of my head. I want us to reach out to the Lord in this place. Amen. As the music begins to play, I want us to reach out to Jesus. And you've got to tell Him. You've got to tell Him. God, don't let me be the same that I used to be. 